Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I feel like you should really appreciate your come up. It's the most romantic part of your career. When you get past all the bullshit, then you're like, really, this was great. And it did happen for a reason, and the universe did make it go this way. A lot of the relationships that we put ourselves through are very temporary. People come in your life for a reason. Those reasons are the stories that you tell to other people. I think it's such a beautiful time right now where people are really being encouraged to celebrate their culture and celebrate their differences and celebrate things that we've maybe been made to feel ashamed of. Yo, what's up? What's up? It's Sean Leon. Hi, it's Myrna. What's up, guys? This is Khalid. Hey, what's up? It's Ali. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chadom, I'm the host and founder of of The Come Up Show, and my special guest today goes by Ruben Young. Since his debut in 2017, Ruben has released six singles independently on his own label, Young and Lucky, and he's earned a few cool million streams, millions of streams on Spotify and all the streaming platforms. And yo, this is a great conversation. We went everywhere, how travel, Ruben tells me how travel and time alone in different environments changes you and how in order to trust someone, you have to trust yourself first. We talked about the distractions that are taking us away from music consumption and like truly spending time with music and getting absorbed and lost in music. Remember when he used to do that? And so much more. And oh yeah, he has a brand new EP out right now called Dream State on your favorite streaming platform. Check that out. Without further ado, Ruben Young on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go. Please introduce yourself. What up? My name is Ruben Young. Um, I'm an R&B soul artist uh, here in Toronto. I'm actually from Calgary. And I just dropped my brand new EP, my first one, debut project. It's called Dream State. Came out today. Crazy. I got insecurity issues from a girl that used to bug me She used to call me every single night to say she loved me Till she ran away to another man and another town Thinking it was Vienna I think it was Vienna Congratulations, brother. How does it feel? Thanks, man. Yo, it feels really good. It's a long time coming. This is your debut EP. Yes. Your debut EP. Debut project, debut EP, all of it. How long have you, uh, I would say, professionally been putting on music? We're like, all right, you're doing this for real and you've been putting on music. How long has that been? My first single, single came out in um, uh, late 2016. So I would say like 2017 is like really when it started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So not that long. Not that long when you yeah. put it that way. I mean, I've been yeah. making music my whole life. Okay. Um, but it was more of a hobby until like I finished university. And mm. I feel like you can't really credit a beginning of being a full-time artist until you're releasing. Okay. That's what, that's, that's what, where I'm going. I guess I want, I, uh, I'm interested to know that because, you know, nowadays uh, where artists are always rebranding and like mm-hmm. they might've been doing it for 10 years and they had six mixtapes out, yeah. but then they delete everything and they change their name. They're like, I'm a brand new artist. Yeah. I know. Right. And you, you see, me? you see, like whatever a streaming platform be like featuring our new artists, so they win yeah. a Grammy for new artist of the year, and you're like, yo, I've been, f- I've been following yeah. this guy for ten years. Exactly. What the heck? Yeah. So that's what I was wondering if that that's where if that was kind of similar to your situation or not, where you maybe you had a few mixtapes out mm-hmm. or whatever, experimenting, having fun, and then you're like, all right. 
Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I would say, I mean, I've been pursuing full-time artistry and, like, yeah, releasing music since 2017, but in a lot of ways, Dream State is, like, the beginning, which is crazy because, um, obviously, it's been a long time coming, but this EP is is the first time I'm really um, identified as an artist. Like, my sound is there, and it's cohesive. The artwork is, like, this whole story. This is the first time that I'm really... Um, I think putting myself out there on like a complete level mm. and in the same way that I think you would look at like, I don't know, like do we look at Kendrick before uh, Good Kid, Mad City? That's Yeah, because he's had, he's had a mixtape of like little Wayne Beats or whatever, right? Like all right? that type of stuff and when do people credit Right, right. Like, he's you, had Overly de- Dedicated, which is like an EP kind or whatever. He's had these projects. Yeah. Right, but when did they start saying, yeah, like, so th- that's, because that's interesting, because yeah, yeah, you're trying to figure out your sound, you're throwing stuff yeah. out there or whatever, but then when you, like, kind of have it figured out or starting to have it figured out, I'm like, all right, this is me. Yeah, exactly. Like, again, yeah, we don't, I don't look at Kanye as, as Kanye West as the artist. Uh, I don't think anybody does um, before college dropout. Correct. That's, that's when the world is like, that's when it started. Yes. So I mean, even though he had these productions and these beats that he was making for, for everybody years, else, yeah, and trying to, you know, and trying to yeah. come up as an artist too, right? Yeah. You, you still look at that as like the beginning. Yeah. So I mean, this to me, I, I live in Toronto now. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've shifted everything. Everything before was like almost halfway. It was like I bartended, I lived, you know, with I, I was around my family. My priorities were way different. I had, you know, a girl. Now I'm here, and it's like this is my life. This is like the real beginning of, of, yeah, Ruben Young being somebody that you can like really follow and like dive into as an artist, you know? Mm. So how does that feel then when you're saying this is yo, this is me? Yo, dude, it, it feels, <laughs> it, it actually feels so good. Yeah. It feels so good. And especially because I took so much time and care with this. Yeah. Like I, re- I really did, man. Everything from the... Like I mentioned before, the artwork, like I took time to create a world, to create a vibe, to tell my story um, and like build my sound. Like the amount of work that went into this EP, everybody grinds to get to this point. But like I went on. So, yo, last year, you want to hear this story? How about this? Yeah. Yeah, Tell us a journey to get to this. Yeah. Okay. So like the journey, like I said, I had put out singles and I had done the hobby thing for music forever. But um, in 2017, I left um, really Calgary for the first time. I went and like worked on a record with uh, Classified and did a song called Bad Habits. That was like the first time I really... Out in Halifax, Enfield. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, That was the first time I really got out of the city and like was pushed by people who inspired me. And that like, that triggered something because when 2018 rolled around... Starting in January, I went from Calgary to Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto, Nashville, London, L.A. Um, every single week, I'd go to one of those cities. Okay, so, so I, you're going to one location, one location, Calgary to Vancouver, coming back to Calgary. So I would go from yeah uh, on on Sunday or Monday, I would leave Calgary and come back every Friday, mm-hmm. and I'd bartend Friday, Saturday, Sunday to make my money for the week, and then mm-hmm. I'd go back out again every week until June. So I was sleeping on couches and just like grinding. 
January of 2018 to June of 2018. That's right. You're doing this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like five, six months. Yeah. Wrote like 150 songs and just realized how far I had to go as a creator and met some mentors, met my manager, met some producers who kind of sat me down and we talked and they're like, yo, what kind of music do you love? I was like, Miguel, Frank Ocean, like uh, UK soul, like Zach Abel and Tom Meesh and FKJ and all this stuff. And they're like, word, well, like, do you feel like you're making that kind of music yet? I was like, not really. <laughs> I guess not really. Like the stuff that I had out, even Bad Habits, it was like more pop center lane with like a bit of R&B flavor. And Bad Habits was your single produced by Class, the That's work right. that you did with Classified. That's right. Yeah. 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 And I was like, yeah, I guess I'm not really all the and way this there. this is out of that time. That single Bad Habits is out. This is out. This yeah. is Bad Habits went out in 2017, late okay. mid-year. And by the way, at that time, around 2017, 2018, when you were doing this, mm-hmm. Bad Habits did well or no? Yeah. Because right now it's on like 700,000 yeah, man, listens it, on Spotify. It got, it got, yeah. listen, it really like at least put me on the map so people would look at me outside of Calgary, which for yeah. the first time, which was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, if you look at like the spectrum of, let's say, full Maroon 5 pop is one and full on like D'Angelo it, R&B is 10. On the spectrum, I would say I was sitting at like a three or a four. Mm. And now I would say I'm at this like six or seven mark. And that's interesting. Uh, how did it get there considering that Classified is a hip-hop, hip-hop producer? Mm. Right? Definitely. So how did that song get there then? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd or say... Or maybe, you know what? Mm. Yes, Classified is a hip-hop producer, but Classified also made some... No, he makes pop records. Uh, David Miles or whatever. David Miles, Rhea. Rhea. Uh, yeah. Right, he's been a, lot, a part of a lot of different projects. He's yeah. super talented like that. Yeah. And I mean, he was he definitely like was a pusher towards... like I, the Bad Habits is still closer to what I do now than like Take Her Down mm. or you know, with some of my like earliest stuff was, and don't get me wrong. That stuff isn't like irrelevant. Now that stuff is still, you can still hear Ruben in that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm there, but like, uh, for example, the second song I ever released, this is actually a great way to answer your question. It's like the second song I ever put out was called running for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wrote it in my basement in Calgary with a homie. And it has like, you know, R and B elements to it, but it's mostly like catchy pop melodies on like a future bass dance like electronic production and that's what i was feeling at the time but on dream state i just re-released running for you which was reproduced by uh lord quest who's a toronto producer he's worked on on sir kelly Rowland, like r&b schoolboy q schoolboy q you got it like crazy stuff yeah with him it's like completely future soul Mm -hmm. and it's a complete like if you listen to those back to back you'll totally understand the difference and shift i've made as an artist like even the way i sing on the record is so different mm-hmm. and that only happened because i got out of the, the city and did all of these sessions and like a lot of them you know any songwriter out there knows like a lot of the sessions aren't they're not always great like I, for a list of reasons but like so these sessions that you're doing, is mm-hmm. it necessarily working on your stuff for Mostly. you or okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Mostly, okay. but okay. I did write for some other artists along the way as well, wrote okay. some songs that I don't even know who they'll be for. They're still just sitting in my uh, private SoundCloud, you know? Yeah. Um, but like I wrote uh, Psycho by Delaney Jane. Mm-hmm. I wrote that during that time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was a product of, of just, yeah, trying to push myself. And through that process, I also realized, okay, 
I love pop, man. I really do. Like I, it's, it's a part of my DNA. Um, it's not holistically what I want to be as an artist, but I can make that for other people. So I've been writing pop records for other artists and like, yo, that's, you know, that's the key right there, bro. For sure. Because obviously, you know, pop is a wider appeal and, you know, uh, could potentially, if it goes well, be the moneymaker for you as a songwriter. Anybody, you can write it for as many people as possible. There's mm-hmm. tons of people who want, are making pop music. Yeah. But then, and then also stay uh, artistically true to yourself or what you want to make and what you want what you want to stand for as an artist as well too. I don't know if I, am I getting that right or, or, or no, right? Because sometimes, sometimes you need something to bring the dollars in so you can have the freedom, the creative freedom to do what you want. True. I mean, that being said, I definitely like <laughs> my art is going to do that for, you know, that's, that's, yeah. that's the damn vision is like, obviously yeah. for my projects to accomplish financial and creative goals. But mm-hmm. The, that's and I have to say like you're right that could be a byproduct of writing pop but that ain't that isn't yeah. the focus by any means exactly it's, it's an external creative outlet for me to be like yeah yo like I listen mm. to Adele like I listen to, to you know Br- yeah, yeah. Bruno Mars or yeah. more poppy records and because of that like I'm inspired by people like John Bellion that like writes he wrote for Rihanna and Beyonce and he's on the new Maroon 5 record but his rec- his projects though they're still pop they're his shit. And then on his new album, he has Quincy Jones producing a nine minute string section. Like, so it's, he gets his, he gets his rocks off as an artist, but then yeah, can do everything else. Yeah. I should restate what I said. You should, you shouldn't make something to say, this is going to make me money. Yeah, ex- exactly. And yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah. For, but we all, that's, I don't know. I think most people who have been successful in art, no, like, you can't always know what's going to make you that money. Yeah. Sometimes it's like that album cut that you never thought was going to do a damn thing, mm-hmm. and it gets in a commercial or so-and-so, whatever, or it does, it does, it cracks through somehow, and, and you're like, damn, didn't know that was the song, but okay. Mm-hmm. So, but other times you're like, yeah, we all know this is the single, this is what's going to break us, or whatever the mm-hmm. heck. So, sorry, I don't know, I think you were still telling the story, or were you done with, you were traveling, going to all these places, yeah, uh, working... On, on your set on these sessions and then it it opened your mind. Okay, so I, I want to go back to the first trip from Calgary to uh, Halifax to work sure. on classified. And did you say something clicked in you where you're like, "Yo, I gotta get out of my city" type of thing? Was that the first time? Yeah, I'd say that was the first time. Yeah, and it it the only reason why yeah is because when you think of Canadian um, R and B or hip hop, who do you think of from Calgary? Uh, that's uh, somebody that's known from Calgary mm-hmm. that you think of R and B. Yeah, who comes to mind? Uh, sorry, I don't know at this moment. <laughs> I don't have an answer. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's why, and it's it doesn't mean somebody needs to be famous or or a giant artist from there yeah. to validate your city. Yeah. But what it means is that like I was seeking inspiration from people who I look up to. Yes. And who are already doing and or have done what I want to do. Yes. And they've moved out of Calgary as well, too. And like 
by the way, I, I need to give the shout outs because I've interviewed these people. Shout out to Cadence Weapon. Uh, Cadence Weapon's from Calgary, He's I believe. Edmonton, I think. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's right over. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to talk about Edmonton right now. But no, I'm just okay. I'm joking. I'm and joking. I think Adario Williams or Grand Analog, I believe, I d- if I don't get that wrong, because, you know, I've, I've done these interviews. Yeah. But, but the point is, any of those guys from the Midwest had had to move to Toronto or something like that. Toronto or Montreal or, yeah. or outside Canada, somewhere else. But yeah, you, yeah, you made your point. Yes. But, but and it's yeah. like, I want to be a part of moving the needle forward for, for Calgary. I talk about the shit all the time. Okay. Like I, re, I, I don't want to be that guy. That's like, he left, never talked about Calgary, never, True. whatever. Cause like, I actually love that city. I really do. I love yeah. a lot of things about it, but I wasn't able to be inspired there the way I needed to be. Um, and I realized that in that classified session, mm. you know, like I met classified cause he was doing, he was performing at a charity party in Calgary. He was like the guest performer. And I was like, yo, I got to go meet that guy. Cause I like his music. So I like snuck into VIP, bought him a, like brought him a drink, told the, the bouncer that I was his manager just to get through, brought him a drink. was like, yo, I love your music. I'd love to like show you what I'm doing. And it was even like, you can't do that very much. You can't build those type of networks of that foundation back there either. Not in this genre. You can do it in like adult contemporary. There's goats or Russell Broom. There's like goat creators over there, you know, and you can do it in country all day back there. And Canadiana folk. Can't oh, do it. You're saying sp- in Calgary, in Calgary, oh, the yeah. genres, there yeah. are genres thriving in Calgary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's why, that's why working with class kind of triggered it and, mm-hmm. and really opened, uh, opened my eyes. And then, Session after session, you just learn so much from other people. Yeah. And you kind of add to your arsenal of what you do. People or, who are further along, and that's how you get inspired no matter what. And this, sure. by the way, for the people listening, this is not only true for Calgary. It could be true for London, Ontario, which is where I'm already right. originally from. Any smaller city or town or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it's just uh, whatever your environment is, you know, your environment has got to foster that creativity, that growth. And sometimes... Sometimes even just as a as a Joe Schmo, when you travel, you're like, yo, there's a bigger world than where I'm from. You yo, know what I mean? su- this traveling period, regular, like just go somewhere and you're like, you just get opens ins- your mind. Yeah, it does. Right? It does. You're yeah. just like you're you're. Yo, my buddy and I were talking about this the other day. Time alone. In different settings changes you like time to yourself. And you, when I went to Europe for a semester abroad, I got there and I was like, oh my God, there's so much out there. There's so much that you can do as a human being in your life, whether it's business or explorationally or for fun, that doesn't exist just in one place in the prairies or even in Toronto. There's way more to the world than Toronto as well, right? Mm. So it's a lot to see. I'm inspired by that. I'm, I'm with you 100%, bro. Mm-hmm. The, the, that experience really... Like, it, uh, like catalyzed my my hunger for life. For life. For life, you know. It catalyzed your hunger for life, for living life, for or living for life. life you mean forever. <laughs> for living life. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah, it makes yeah, yeah. you want to just like uh, push yourself and do special things. Mm. You know, like I don't know. I would love for. And it's happening. It's really cool to see it happening. To be able to go to a place like San Francisco and people know you for your work. That's sick. That's people from different walks of life being inspired by what you went through. That's mm-hmm. nuts to me. 
And that's, I didn't, I didn't realize the depth of that until, you know, even this year, like I've been on tour with Kaiza and when we went to San Fran together, people resonating with your music and then messaging you after, and then knowing that you've created a spark somewhere, you know? And then the way that you see people engage with, with Kaiza, like the way her fans freak for her, it's bigger than just like, oh yeah, I stream your music or like you're on my playlist. Sometimes, sometimes this stuff resonates with people, with people. Like, do you have, mm. I'm sure we all do. Like, what are some, some records for you that like are a part of who you are? Bro, all, 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 all the time. And especially, uh, um, uh, in my position as a music journalist. Yeah. Because I've been doing this for, uh, in this from real, I explained to you a little bit about my history from as a radio guy, radio playing music journalist doing it for like 12 years now. Yeah. Um, and then obviously I have low points where I'm like I'm putting a lot of work in, right? To put on artists, it may be uh, you know I did my radio show two a.m. to six a.m. I may be like five in the morning or whatever. I'm just putting work in and I'm I'm like yo I'm tired or like yo, and then I put on those headphones and that song whatever that song or that music comes on and it reminds me why I do why I do, right? If it wasn't for music, if it wasn't for my love of music, uh. I wouldn't do what I'm like. My life changed, even though I myself are not a I'm not a musician. Mm. I would not be where I'm at today, or doing what I do, or met the people I've met if it wasn't for music. And music is coming out all the time, or there's like it's endless, right? It's limitless, it's infinite. So when I need it, when I'm depressed, or it's just it it's a reminder, it's fuel, it's motivation, it's inspirational. Uh, it's a real soundtrack for my life. Uh, and, and yeah, and like, you know what? Which brings me to another point because music meant so much to me growing up. But I'm wondering now, is music, is it music having that same type of effect? And I'm coming from a perspective of where everything's oversaturated and there's a million things demanding your attention. Like, uh, podcast like uh, demanding your attention away from music like netflix podcasts shows movies uh, games there's all these things that are kind of taking you away from music and do people have that chance to like bury themselves and totally absorb music and get lost in music and i'm asking this from a fan perspective like we were able to before mm. This is something that I've been thinking about because um, I don't know, I'm, and I'm scared when I say that. I'm like, I don't know if, if people, consumers, are getting the opportunity to, to, to do that or not on a large level. Obviously, there's always diehard fans. There's people, artists show me all the time, hey, like, this is a letter one of my fans just gave me and they almost committed suicide and, like, if it wasn't for this one song that I made, they would have not be in here anymore i think that's always going to happen but i'm also wondering on a large level like because there's a million things demanding people's attention if there's you know you know growing up i had a cd an album by one artist and i listened to that thing for at least a month or weeks on end right i don't know uh, what generation you grew up in 100 percent, dude. but like you were just stuck on that one thing now you're like 
you give that one thing a skim and then you on to the next thing. Yo, so true. So true. I think you're right. I think How many times are people going back to that same thing as much anymore? Or maybe you may go back to it, but like you're just like um, FOMO, like fear of missing out. Like, oh, five things came out today. Okay, let me listen to this. Let me listen to that. And let me listen to this. Okay, another thing came out. And I'm moving on. Everybody's moving on. It's it's. It's a tangent, but I, I love to have that conversation no, with bro, you. No, bro, 100. It makes sense. It's intrinsically changed. It is going to change because we have a higher access to shit. We're on our phones all day, being exposed to this, that, the next. Oh, I didn't even mention social media. You know, yeah, our, the biggest yeah. thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You, Spotify, Apple, they're hitting us with however many new songs every week. And that's not even all the new music that comes out that week. There's so much shit. But back in the day, a record came on, the access to music was s- smaller. You were going to be obsessed over things in a way bigger way at that point. There's only so much you can listen to. There's only so much distracting you. And yeah. now everything is, the whole world is built to distract you. All of it. That's why I think people attach to singles in such a big way. Mm. I don't listen to Tentacion's catalog. Don't. But I listen to Jocelyn Flores and Moonlight all the time. Hmm. And, and I do attach to them like hell. I love them. I like, I love... I love songs, but I think a part of the process as a quick side note um, is in order to get there, you must create projects. People have to be excited about what you are as an entity, I think. And the culture of music right now, especially like R&B and hip hop, I think like we love albums right now. We love talking about and exploring and diving into projects. And hip hop culture is so sick right now. It's so big. And the the for lack of a better term, like the lords of hip-hop right now, you think about like an Ebro, when they talk about projects and they talk, they dive into the art, it's, it's fucking cool. You know what I mean? And it makes you, and I think it, they have as big of a role now as they ever did because can, they can reach so many more people. So many more people stream up because we're all like, you know, there's a lot of us, there is, there's even more of us now watching these people, these icons, and we're watching them even more and paying more attention to what they say. Like Gary Vaynerchuk, for example, he has so much influence on people now. Whereas a guy like that would have what had to write in columns and make a documentary before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Would be, the game would be so different. I, it's such a good question, though, because I think to some extent you can follow people harder now. You can follow artists harder now. You can become more of a fan if you want to. True. It's and that's another thing as well, too. By the way, we're going to get to your music and continue to talk about it, but <laughs> yeah, I want to have yeah. this conversation with you. Same, yeah. Um, where ev- everybody wants everything uh, surrounding the music. You know? Yeah. So J. Cole just said he's done his last feature or for, I don't know, short however long, right? But I feel like he did all these features and jumped on these features of all the popping people is because what he was doing before that, uh, putting out an album, disappearing for two years, Mm -hmm. putting out an album, disappearing for two years, it wasn't, uh, something was missing. People wanted more of him. And I even think he did that song with 21 Savage. Like he's like, he he said something like, I thought the music would do it. 
but it wasn't enough. So I started hopping on all these verses. Like mm. he says that, he says something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Where people wanted more of Cole and like, you know, it's not like he's all over Instagram right now. I think he might be tweeting a little bit more, but I think that's part of the reason why he got on all these, all these popping new generation artists and did features with them is because people wanted more of him. They wanted to hear more from him. Um, and that's another thing. Like people want to see more of you, right? Drake doesn't, he just does Instagram, but he does photo, he posts up all photos every day or every couple of days because people want to see everything surrounding the music. So you have to deliver, like you have to like constantly entertain or inform people in addition to your music. Yeah, that's what the market wants, man. That's what yeah. the kids want. They do. They don't yeah. want to, they don't want you to disappear for two years. Yeah. Look at like Khalid. Yeah. I mean, Bro. How many goddamn songs was that guy, yeah. guy on this year? And yeah. like, I don't know how many of those songs sound the damn same. It doesn't matter. They're in the same key. That man singing the same cadences. It doesn't matter. Yeah. More. Yeah. You know, it's he's killing it. He's, he's killing it. Yeah. Obviously. Like it's nuts. Okay. You were talking about, that's why singles are so important. And you were listening to uh, XX Tentacion yeah. singles. And, and I think that's what you kind of adopted. You released several singles yeah. before you got to this debut EP and then, you know, a few of them uh, gained traction, like yeah. 100,000, 500,000, 700,000 or whatever. Exactly. And this single, Rachel Green, is like at a million. It just hit a million yeah. uh, before you released this EP. So I want to know what you learned during that process of putting out those singles to get to this point. I guess how long and how long was it from 2017 till now you put out all these singles or it was longer than that? For Dream State, no. Uh, yeah. Rachel Green was the first one. So that was okay. that was a year but ago. But all those previous singles, the like previous Bad singles. Habits and all of that. Yeah, Kid. those those go back to, yeah, 2017. 2017. Yeah. So did you did you gain anything from that? Obviously, like people, you put yourself on, you know, people's ears. But yeah. did you learn anything from in terms of strategy or marketing or whatever when you put out that one single and then, yeah. So much, yeah. so much you learn. Yeah. I mean, well, you figure out the process, you figure out your, your approach, you kind of feel out what works and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And you also, um, I mean, you watch the landscape change. Like I feel like as an independent artist in Canada, it's changed drastically from when I put out bad habits to now, like what's changed, uh, let's say streaming, for example, okay. like, like, a couple of years ago, it was a lot easier, I think, to reach curators, to reach playlist makers, editors. Uh, it was you had you were on Facebook and Instagram, and now I feel like you know Facebook, for example, like is so much less relevant. Yeah, if you're crazy. trying to hit kids, which kids are you finding on Facebook? Yeah. Like TikTok is here. These these new technologies changed. Mm -hmm. The before I think posting on Instagram <laughs> was like uh, like what we were just talking about with like people want more. People want more now. They b before it was chilling. It was, mm -hmm. uh, I feel like just different things have changed, and you experience that as you go with each single. That's why I'm happy. I've learned as I've you know I've learned so much as I've gone. Um, it's like, it's just, I think it's been really cool. I'm really happy I've done it this way mm -hmm. because people learn different, especially as an, as an emerging artist, people just start to learn and digest different sides of you with each release. And 
they get the whole picture. Hmm. But like I said, I'm really happy that I could all that I could bring it all home with Dream State. And when you hear it all together, you're like, oh, I, for me anyways, I, and I've had a lot of feedback like this, like, oh, I get it now. I totally get what you are and like, and what the sound is and how it's cohesive. And I get how Subtle Savage relates to Rachel Green and, and the rest of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, and Rachel Green, uh, uh, oh, wait, wait, let's start with the, the intro song of this EP called Vienna. Yeah. It's about a girl you thought you were going to marry. Yeah. Like, give your life to, and uh, it didn't happen, obviously. So what happened? <laughs> oh, my God. Yikes. Whoa, shoot. Shout out to my ex. And you say nice guys finish last. Do nice guys finish last for real? Yeah, man. Good dudes finish last sometimes. You know, there's a line in there. You said, I gave her too much. What was yeah. it? Way too much, way too fast. I gave her way too much, way too fast. Yeah. Expand on that a little bit. What do you, what is that? What do you mean by that? Um, well, like... Sometimes you just want to fall, like fall in love with somebody and it feels good. And, um, I guess, well, this girl, for example, we had like this on and off thing for years, like nothing, nothing super complicated or, or serious, but we just, we had feels for each other. And like high school, since high school, since high school, yeah, yeah. all the way until I was 23. So it was seven years later. Yeah. And we actually like caught deeper feelings, said like, I love you. I see myself with you. Like had you know there was depth to that Mm -hmm. and in her instance when that came together i was like i think she's the one i'm I'm like i'm ready to like make some sacrifices for this girl like change the way i think for this girl and then so that was kind of like way too much way too fast which is the irony because it was a a huge build-up to that point but um and obviously you're saying these things to her too yeah oh yeah yeah (laughs) we were saying some stuff talking that talk talking that talk (laughs) It was always a complicated thing with that girl, but she went, uh, she went to Vienna. Yeah. And we talked all the time. Like, like long distance relationships suck like that. Yeah. Cause you're sitting and staring at your phone. I, I would text like marathon text, bro. Yeah. Like you scroll, you get carpal tunnel, just scrolling through the text. We were sending each other all day for like, I don't know, two months. And then one day we just talked less Then one day I didn't get the long text. And then one day I didn't get the good night. And then the next day just, we didn't talk. And a couple weeks later, I found out she was seeing somebody else and we just actually never spoke after that. we never spoke. We'd never even like broke up. I never got a, Hey, I love you. I'm sorry. This did whatever. And I didn't send a, yo, fuck you or anything like that. You know what I mean? No, we just nothing. So on the artwork of dream state in the back left corner is Vienna, the yeah. skyline of Vienna. And in the clouds, it says no goodbyes. That's, that's Vienna, man. Yeah. It's really cool how that is like where you, both of you didn't speak, where like you're not hitting her up a million times and she's giving you the silent treatment or like she's ghost on you. Yo, where are you at? Yo, I said all these things. Yo, yo. You didn't say nothing. She didn't say nothing. It was, it was, it's crazy. Yeah. It's kind of weird, man. It is a little yeah, weird though. Yeah. Like you feel the energy through like a long distance thing. And yeah. I, it's hard because I, I, I don't know. I'm an empathetic dude. Some, you try to like, consider how somebody else is feeling and, and yeah. get a grasp on the situation. I'm like, oh, it's slowing down. Like it's, it's fine. She'll be back. We'll be, we'll be good. And <laughs> it's, it's whatever. You know what I mean? Like I'll wait this thing out. When you, I, when you like feel like that's the, your person, then you're like, I don't know. This is just a weird little face. Then you find out there was somebody else and you're like, well, what do I need to say? What can I say? What can I say? Nothing. I'm not going to roast you. 
Like, mm-hmm. it's all good. It's even better, like, it was like that because mm-hmm. as you progress and become a higher-profile artist or whatever, she can't screenshot those things, like, where you were like, yo, and she, like, she could say, yo, I dubbed him. I, you know, he was, you know, he was blowing my line up and, you know, like, you know, there's no evidence There'll of that. There'll be none of that. <laughs> none of that. Nope. Nope. You're like, he was a sucker for love. Yeah, yeah exa- exactly. <laughs> you, yeah, I wonder what if she's going to hit no you ammo. up, though, because you're, you're, obviously you, there's a song and there's, you're talking about it like this as well, too. Like, she must, she must, she one day if she's not already checking your Instagram or whatever, she's going to come across this stuff if she hasn't already. She'll come across it, but yeah. I bet... I, it's the best way, though. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. I bet you we still won't talk, though. She's mm-hmm. like, we both moved on. I don't, even, I don't think about her. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's, she's like dating somebody. I have dated and fallen in love multiple times since then. I, she's a world away now. You know what I mean? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. At this point, it's just me telling my stories. I hope that like these, these girls like never... Th- let it get to their head that, that like, from the point of view that you were coming from, like, yeah, like, like, I, like, he's, 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 he's a sucker. Like, yeah. he's that guy. I hope they never let it get to their heads. This okay. is just me. I, I, get, I, as an artist, I get to tell my stories and turn it into dope shit. Yeah. That's all there is to it. You have that unfair advantage. Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. So, honest, brutal few. question. Mm. She messages you, is coming to Toronto and wants guest list to your show. Would you oh. do it? Oh, I'd put her on the list. Yeah, I'd put her on the list and and look her dead ass in the eye and pl- and smash Vienna. Yeah, a hundred percent. You you're on it. I can see it. You're on stage right now. Like, yo, guys, this is about this girl. Da, 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 da. And she's right there, by the way. Yeah, right <laughs> in there, the middle. In the in everybody's, the blue. Everybody's looking back at her. And <laughs> exactly. Wow. Dude. I know, right? Wow. You see the strategy? Yeah, man. I hope that. Actually, real talk. I invited yeah. I the I invited her to a, a show one time before yeah. I left Calgary. Because yeah. I wanted that experience. I had like just written Vienna. And I was yeah. like, I, I would love to play this. I probably wouldn't have called her out. But yeah. I would love to play this and for you, her to like. Figure it out. And just, two and just two together. feel it. Yeah. Like feel the feelings. Sometimes, because Vienna is also not only about her. Mm. I wrote that a few years later. Um, okay. It's the most recently written song on Dream State. And okay. I wrote it like late last summer. Because I was like deep in love with this new girl. And. Uh, this new girl ended up being like the big, one of the biggest like romantic pieces of my life for sure. And she, I found myself like really hesitant about shit. Cause I was like, yeah, I think I gave her way too much, way too fast. Like I was talking about Vienna girl, but I was in the state of mind of talking about this new one. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to wreck this. I don't want to get wrecked by it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but when I sing Vienna and I'm in the zone, it's like the one that I, I get, I get in my feelings. Like I feel that shit. Like at the end, like the, I was so in love with you is like, it's really real. Hmm. You know, hmm. I would love for her to, I would love for Vienna girl to like, just feel that one day. Vienna girl. She probably will. You, 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 you heard that. Uh, heard that. <laughs> so yo, you have your own label. Yeah. Young and lucky label. Young and lucky. So yeah. tell me about that. Like, what does it take to make, to create your own label? Is it like, just like a corporation type of thing or a sole proprietor, just your name. I re- you register yeah. it and then you put songs out under it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not that crazy. Like so can like when you register it, it's yeah. everything's under that or whatever. Under that. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Young and lucky is just, just my, my, uh, um, 
ethos. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. what I live by. So like, they just say, cause obviously you, yeah, you are an entrepreneur, but like, if you're like, is it the same thing as like, if you're just selling t-shirts and you create a line, uh, a name for your company, for your t-shirts, just nothing different than that when it comes to, is it similar to that or is it different? Yeah. I mean like yeah. if you're just selling t-shirts just cause then that's cool too. But young and lucky, I want to be like. For lack of a better term, it's like my OVO or my XO. Like it, exactly. It's, it's like this overarching ethos and brand identity that one day will hang above Ruben and like it will have its clothing line and it is its record label mm. and it will be like a creative hub um, to like foster and incubate more dope shit. But mm. and it's it's for it's for uh, like the optimistic. Um, hopeful dreamer it's but that that like that gets it dreamer is such a weird word because i feel like it's it's this fantasy Mm -hmm. but that's not what it's about it's about the people like you said when you're doing the 2 a.m to 5 a.m shift and it ends and you're like what the fuck am i doing like i just did a lot of good work and at the end of it you're like my wallet's not any more full my there's no immediate gratification. No one said good job. And even if they did, that probably wouldn't gratify me very much. Mm-hmm. But it's a small chip swing of the axe towards getting to where you want to be in life. You know what I mean? That's what Young and Lucky is about. Yes, which is like, okay. So, and then the, obviously, we, I didn't ask you this, but the EP is called Dream State. Yeah. So is that the def, like, is that? Exact same thing, man. Dream State is like the, the gap between where you are and where you want to be. The gap between where, where you, you are, are and where you're meant to be. Yeah. And then the process. The process of getting there. The, is the music the, the process of getting there? The music meaning doc, uh, documenting it or uh, like a time capsule or like explaining it or, or Yo, no? Time capsule is such a, a dope way to say it. When, yeah. when you see the artwork, the backside, yeah. it is, it's a map. It is a time capsule of my writing trip and of my like obsession with with creating this music mm. and of my process of doing it. Like it moves from Vienna's in the top. It moves down to LA. Then it moves into this like mix up of Calgary and Montreal, then to Toronto. And you see like icons from each song in the cities that they were made in. Oh yeah. It's uh, it, it does that. So yeah, it's kind of like the visual representation of what you just said, you know? Can we talk about the like effort that you're putting into your artwork and like everything? Like you know what I mean? You're, you're presenting. I think you said you're presenting a world. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. It's kind of important, and I think going back to my the point of like, yo, the music is great, but a lot of things need to surround the music. You need to create a world, mm-hmm. right, where people can t- totally get lost in the music or escape from their world. Like you're bringing them along to this other world. Yeah. And I think that's what great artists as well do. Yeah. Right? So when you have an artwork like that and like when you get to the level where you could be doing huge productions on live on stage or whatever, your artwork behind you and the thing Big that time. you're presenting and like I think like, okay, w- yeah, like so you're thinking like that already. 100%. Big time. Like this, yeah. this gives me this is like heavily inspired by I mentioned them before, but by like Kanye, by graduation, for example, mm-hmm. or by dark fantasy, how there was just like this, like vibe, like this whole energy to the record. 
and yeah, then the live shows come and you go and you're like, obviously it's crazy money, but the, yeah. the production is like next level. It's like, it is, it's like you're in this world. Mm. And I think that the more we talk about this, the more I get to talk about it, the more I realize like this is really letting people step into like my world, which is the first place that I want them to come on my journey as, as an artist. You know what I mean? I'll go, we'll go so many more places with it and, but right now it's really about like entering like me getting to know me and like why I do this. You yeah. know what I mean? Why do you do this? Oh, <laughs> damn. Uh, well, I do this because I love it so much that I can't not. And like I said, as I've grown to reach more people and audiences with it, connect with people you kind of you find that there's like this deeper thing to it and at the end of the day when it's all said and done my biggest role model is my brother he's like built the craziest culture and organization for basketball in calgary it started making sure that underprivileged kids could play ball at a high level now it's the biggest aau program in western canada and has like a thousand kids What's move through it it a year. What it's called it? Genesis Basketball. Check it out. Mm -hmm. um, and the way he's been able to have this impact and inspire these kids to do great things, um, I want to do the same thing with hmm. music. You know what I mean? That's with Young and Lucky, with Dream State. All to be able to connect with people like me that may not come from a whole lot, but see themselves somewhere. And aren't afraid to go get it. Like, I want to push people to go get it, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and this journey is pretty exciting. Uh, you know, uh, uh, like, you grow a lot as a human being when you're on this journey. Yeah. In so many different ways. Like, in ways that if you had, a, you know, not bashedness, but like, if you had, a, say, well, one job where you're doing one specific thing, you're doing that one specific thing. Like, and this is like, Basically, it's entrepreneurship. For sure. And you got to learn, and at least if you're not doing it, if somebody around your team is doing it, but you got to learn everything. This is your life. This is your livelihood. This is your your future, like your everything. Yeah. So you got to grow so many. Tell me the ways that you've grown as when you pursue this area. What are the ways that you've been learning and Do, yeah, yeah. growing as a human being? Oh, my God. Well, yeah. like... When it comes to just the work, you realize that music is just one facet of it. <laughs> like, it's like I made a post about it the other day. Like, you yeah. know how little of my time is spent making music sometimes mm -hmm. for different chunks of, of the year? It's like dedicated to so many other things. You learn to like um, create the best art you can and push yourself to do that for sure. And then you, re you have to learn to separate yourself from that art for a minute and ask yourself what you want to achieve and how you're going to try to do that. And that's like a hard thing to do because as artists, we're mad precious about some of the things we want to create, how we create it. But like anybody listening, like if there's one thing I would encourage you to do because it's what I'm doing, not because it's proven via me yet, uh, unless you look at a million streams on Rachel Green and independently without much editorial playlist and be like, that's successful. That's where I want to be. In which case, yeah, listen, because this is my process. Yeah. Remove yourself from your art for a sec. Look at it as a Nike shoe, be Phil Knight, for example, the founder of Nike, and ask yourself, how will I take this beautiful thing that I've created and 
if it wasn't mine, how would it reach me in an effective way? And in the same way, Nike is reaching me every day with products that I want to buy and consume and let be, let represent me because I literally physically wear it on me. Now, how do I take Rachel Green and put it in front of people in that exact same way? And that is a challenge in a lot of ways. It's like humbling because at certain levels, you can't just be like, oh, I want to get on like R&B, the Spotify plays with 4 million people. I want to be on that. Like, yeah, but you're probably not going to get on that. So how are you going to chip away towards that? Who's your market? Uh, what do they like? What do they fuck with? We were talking about like kids not being on Facebook anymore. Where are they? Where, what do they like love? What would you love at that point in your life? And like, it's fun. It's fun to like nerd out on it. And then as you go, you build a team. That's been like a really big learning curve for me this year. You read, talk about, I went to business school, like I have a degree in finance. So we talked about this shit all the time, but until you're right there and then in that situation, I got a manager now. I've like got a publicist. I've got people coming to help. I got to learn to like set, remove myself from shit that I typically am so hands-on with. Uh, I have to learn to trust other people, which requires you to trust yourself. You have to, you have to, in order to let somebody else do something, you have to, um, choose or when you do enable somebody to do something, you have to actually give them that torch. You're handing it to them. And in order to do that, you have to trust your judgment that they're the right ones to do it. So by letting them do it, you have to be able to be confident with the decisions that you make, if that makes any sense. It's, it's something that like I've really gone through. And then you learn to trust your instincts. The, the point that you made there is yeah. to be able to trust other people, you have to trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like, it's weird. And it sounds like one of those like fucking Instagram quotes, but I actually think, it, you know, it, as I'm saying it, it's a bit of, of a revelation for me because, um, if you don't and you're and you're confused about your game or your business or even your belief in how you approach it, if you're confused, then you're going to have a really hard time handing it off. The more grounded you can get with it, the more you can be like, okay, I trust you. Go get it. Because I know that you know that I know we're good, if that makes sense. And when it comes to things like this artwork, I tried listening to other people's advice. I tried five or six different artists and I use them uh, thinking, okay, th this is how this person makes art. So that might not mean they're going to make the art I like, but I know that they're good at it. So I can, I can try with them, but I didn't trust them. I, di I hadn't seen work that of theirs that I loved like that. They were just dope artists who were recommended to me. So I tried them, but I didn't trust them. And it, it trickled down. I didn't, didn't use their product. Out. Yeah. I found somebody whose shit that I loved and I can connect with and then we created something together that I love and I could get obsessed with and that made me learn to trust my instincts in how I like build a team. Long-winded rant. No, this, that was beautiful, bro. But yeah, thanks. Yeah, I mean. Mad quotables for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Instagram quotes fucking galore. I got you. But yeah, I don't know. All this stuff is like, it's cool. It is entrepreneurship. It is operating a business. I don't know why people talk about that like it's some epiphany. Like, 
But they're like, oh yeah, being an artist is running your own business, like making music. You are an entrepreneur. Like, yes, I'm a startup. I'm a C and you have to learn that you're the CEO of your business as the artist. And if you're not willing to be, you have to define those roles and let your manager or whoever else be that. And like understand what that means. Like mm. I am responsible for the vision of my project. I'm responsible for raising the money to do it unless I find somebody else to do that or I delegate it. And I'm responsible for overseeing the execution of it. You know what I mean? And I create the product. That's my job. And I have to enable other people to do other things like operating it or for example, marketing it or whatever. You got to pick your roles because there's too much to do. I could sit on, I could go home right now and work on my website if I wanted for three hours. Should I, is that the best way for me to use my time? Maybe right now, all the time? Hell no. Right? So, yeah. I think another important point that you made there is you got to like really be firm and clear on what you're doing, uh, what like the vision is, like what you're presenting. Yeah. Because if you're, if that's not, then everything else is going to go to shit basically. Like you're right. Like super clear. Like before you click, hit that go button, to the publicist, the manager, or the art person or whatever, it, or get into studio or make yeah. something or upload it or whatever. Mark, like nothing can go right until you're like sure and you're firm and like, you know, even speaking with, to press or interviews. So, like, what is this thing about? What's Dream State about? Like, you don't, you're not going to know none of that. Like, you're not going to uh, eloquently express yourself if you don't, you know, you're not like very clear about it. For sure, man. Yo, and like, I'm a scatterbrain, like, <laughs> like I know a lot of other creative people are like, yeah. I got a lot going through my mind every day. So it takes what you just said, getting clear about things. It's hard sometimes. And like, you should be clear about it as clear as you can be. And then find the right people around you that you can trust to help mm. you make it even more clear. You know what I mean? Uh, Ruben, thank you very much for your time. You know, I, I got a lot of value from this conversation and I know the listeners did well as well. Uh, please like, uh, you know, tell them where they can follow you and where they can check out the music. Yeah, man. Yo, well, thank you for having me, bro. This was yeah. dope. It's, it's a, it's an honor. And, um, dream state is out now. Uh, check it out on Apple, Spotify, wherever else. Um, my name is Ruben Young, R-U-B-E-N. Don't, don't, you don't spell it like the sandwich. Don't do that. Okay. It's, it's incorrect. Um, check me out on Instagram at the rubs, say what's up. Like my favorite thing on earth is connecting with people that are listening to the music. So send me a message. I'll always hit you back. And, uh, yeah, dive in dream state. And that's my conversation with Ruby Young on the Come Up Show podcast. What did you guys think? Hit me up at the Come Up Show Twitter, Instagram, info at the This is your first time tuning in. Check out the previous catalog, hit follow, subscribe. Tell a friend, tell a friend. You know what I'm saying? We're over 200 episodes deep and we release on the first Wednesday of every month. My name is Cheddar, y'all. Catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.